Hello and welcome to Plenty. Today we have a fascinating guest. Her name is Danielle Page and she is a soul astrologer and spiritual teacher. Her work has been seen on stages at Glossier, Soho House, The Assemblage, and more. She went through a really interesting awakening at the age of 30 and she tells the story of that in this episode. She really guides people how to live a soul-aligned life through combining channeling and really listening to our intuition with astrology. Fascinating woman. And so today we talk about not only her spiritual awakening, we talk about what's going on in the stars right now, specifically with our current eclipse season, what we can expect, how we can work with it, especially how it's related to our financial lives, which I know you're gonna be interested in. She also shares really courageously about her own health journey and her struggles with Lyme and uh, breast implant toxicity or breast implant disease. And she shares the journey with getting her implants out and the dramatic difference that made in her life. So you are going to love this episode. It is a juicy one. We went a lot of places and spaces Enjoy Danielle Page. Welcome to Plenty. I'm your host, Kate Northrup, and together we are going on a journey to help you have an incredible relationship with money, time, and energy, and to have abundance on every possible level. Every week, we're going to dive in with experts and insights to help you unlock a life of plenty. Let's go fill our cups. Hey, Danielle, thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to drop in with you. We have just known each other like on the periphery yep. for a couple of Good years Instagram. since we both landed in Miami for a variety of cosmic reasons, which some of which are still to be discovered. And speaking of cosmic, yeah. <laughs> I know that you are really interested and do a lot of work around the intersection of the cosmos and the body. Yes. And the soul. Yes. Such a fascinating, bo fascinating body of work. And I know that you did not, like, it's not like you were a little girl and you were like, I'm going to, you know, be a mystic and I'm going <laughs> to be like operating in the esoteric realms and I'm going to be talking to you like that wasn't happening. And so how old were you and what was going on in your life? when you, I don't know if you would call it an awakening. I don't know if you would call it like the moment that, you know, the veils were lifted and you saw there was more. Tell me a little bit about that time in your life and what was going down. Yeah. So my journey is, it's a very, very interesting long story, but we're going to give the brief here. And correct. I didn't grow up and saying, oh, I want to be a mystic. I want to do this. But from a very young age, I always felt that there was something big, but I didn't know what that was. You know, I couldn't draw I wasn't a singer, I wasn't a dancer. So in my head, I was like, oh, what are my gifts? Like, I didn't know what that was. In my whole life, I didn't really know what that was. Everything changed at my Saturn return, which happens at 30, 29, 30 for everyone. But I didn't know about Saturn return at this time, but that's when my entire life changed. So I was living in Boston. I was in school for interior architecture. And then I graduated and I was working at an amazing architecture firm that people would have died to be there. It was very prestigious. and. I always say this, they, they were wonderful. The, the firm was great, but it just wasn't my thing. And I just knew that I needed something else. 
but I didn't know what that was. I would come home, I would be on AutoCAD all day doing drawings and, you know, doing drawings of like urinals in public restrooms and, and like talking with the HVAC team. I'm like, it just wasn't what I wanted to do. And I kept saying I need to help people. But I didn't know what that was. So I'm about to turn 30 and I was living with my boyfriend at the time. And so we decided to go to France for my birthday. And it was great. We had two weeks off from work. I was so excited. And I, we get on the plane, he starts acting funny. And I'm like, well, this is strange. I don't know what's going on. So I try to talk to him. He's not really talking to me. Anyways, we land and he's starting to provoke fights with me. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, will you talk to me? And I'm like, okay, I, don't, you know, I just don't know. Like when you're ready, you know, it is what it is. And I'm like, maybe he's going to propose. Like he's super nervous. Like, I don't know what's going on. And and at this point, I know a lot of people get married at 30, but me at 30, I was not in that place. Like, it just was not even a thing. But I was like, yeah, sure, maybe I could do this, right? You know, like, I didn't know. And then we go to dinner on my 30th birthday at this restaurant that I really wanted to go to. It was designed by one of these designers that I loved. And we're sitting down, and he breaks up with me on my 30th birthday in France. Okay. <laughs> I wish I could make that part up, but I mean, it's, yeah, that's the reality of it. Uh-huh. So that was intense. And anyways, I came back to, we came back to Boston afterwards. And this is really key. I remember going on a walk because I was really upset and I was trying to figure out what was going on. And as I was on this walk, I get this download. But at the time, you know, I don't know this is a download. And what I mean by download is, you know, it's really information from my soul, from my higher self, from my spirit team, right? But I don't know any of this. But it feels like it's a truth of knowing that it's coming from me. And it was, I need to move back to California. Okay. And so I did that. I ended up going back to California. And at that time, it was around 2009, the economy tanked. So there were no interior design jobs. I couldn't find anything. So now I'm living with my parents who I haven't lived with since I was 18. I was broke. I was crying. I had friends getting married. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it was just not how I saw my life going at all. So I was really upset, crying a lot. And then it was about a month after that, this is when everything changed. I started waking up. I started having dreams that were so real. They started showing me things that started happening during the day. Then I woke up one night in the middle of the night and I opened my eyes and I saw a spirit. And I did not grow up seeing spirits. I I don't know anything about that at this time. So I was scared out of my mind. But the spirit wasn't doing anything to me. I was just scared because I've never seen anything like that. And so during that process, I actually thought it was going crazy. I I really did. I almost told my parents that like I needed help. Like I thought there was something wrong with me because then I kept seeing more spirits. And then I realized this is what changed. I realized that if I was losing my mind, which I mean, in a way I was obviously, which we'll get into, but if I really was losing my mind, that I wouldn't have the awareness that I looked crazy, right? I hate to use that term, but I'm just going to use that term because that's how I felt. So, and I said, wait a minute, I wouldn't have the awareness if I was really going crazy. And I'm like, I'm not going crazy. So I'm like, oh my God, something is happening. So in that process, what was happening, it was my true soul essence was coming through. The veil was being lifted and spirit was communicating with me and they were showing me I need to meditate and I need to not be scared of this because if I'm scared of this, then I'm going to bring this in. And through this process, and again, this was a several year journey. This was not like overnight that everything was fine. Like overnight I saw things, but it was a journey of clearing out the old Danielle, clearing behavioral patterns, clearing programs. So they told me, don't be scared. You're going to bring that in. So my first teacher was spirit. So 
Long story short, I ended up finding astrology. It was a beautiful tool to help me understand me. And 15 years later, here I am doing my thing. So yeah, I mean, it's a crazy, crazy story, but it was my time to come yeah. back online. And the one thing I want to add is, you know, during this process when everything was happening and I didn't really know what was going on, I felt a peace and a love in my heart that I've never felt in 30 years. And that's how I knew that this was right. That's how I knew that I was on the right path because even though it might look crazy to other people, I felt happier than I've ever felt because I was actually connecting to my soul for the first time in 30 years. And so that's how I knew this was good by the way my body felt. I love this story so much because I was raised in a, an environment where talking about talking to, you know, talking to spirits and yeah. getting downloads and astrology was very normal. Yeah. And so I really love hearing how spirit finds people because it, I just was born into it. Nice. And I find it so incredibly hopeful to hear stories like yours where you can be, I, you know, some people call it, you know, awakened or just like becoming aware of other layers of reality that, yeah. Yeah. you know, that the muggles are yeah. not. <laughs> I just finished reading the first Harry Potter book to my okay, kids. I so see I'm like, muggles all the time from Harry Potter yeah. and people get so mad, but I'm like, it's from Harry Potter. No, I, yeah, I know. It's, it's hysterical. I know. Yeah. I, it's Harry Potter. But I love it's it. anybody who is listening, who identifies <laughs> as sort of like a magical person who's yeah. tapped into yes. a realm of reality that yeah. is beyond the 3D. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. And then, then, then there's was, folks who aren't participating in that and it's fine. It's just, it is literally two different realities. It's two different realities. And one day I was a muggle and the next day, all of a sudden this the veil, so interesting. and that's what it was. And the veil was lifted. Yes. And I, you know, there was a couple times when I was younger that I did see things when I look back, but I was so scared that I like, I think I like couldn't even breathe. And I put the covers over my head and like, I shut, shut it down completely because I wasn't ready for it. But when I turned 30, my soul was ready because this is the trajectory of my life. I've learned we have free will. We can talk about that. But my life is on this certain pattern, you know, the, hence why I'm single at 45. This is my journey. I knew at 30 that my partner was going to be later in life. I mean, imagine swallowing that pill. OK, so that that's a tough pill to swallow. That if I really wanted to follow my soul and my path, that that I would need to wait for my partner. So, I mean, I'm just sharing it all no, here. No, it's, it's so very beautiful. Real, very it's real. so beautiful. And I think for anybody listening who is in a season of of awakening or feeling like now they're maybe not a muggle or, <laughs> or, um, or, or in a season of waiting, I think it's really medicinal to hear that from others and just to be given the solace to know that there is divine timing and there is the timing of your yep. soul. Yep. And so... When you are, and I know you're in a transition again, we're always in transition, yeah. but when you are having those times when your soul or spirit is speaking to you and telling you to go in a direction that maybe your ego wouldn't choose or like your practical CEO, just, you know, living a life self wouldn't choose. Right. How do you navigate that, possibly the tension between what is what is practical, what is quote unquote smart and what your soul is leading you to? Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a beautiful question. And I think that's the question that everyone's really trying to figure out and why we're here. So before I fully answer that, I want to say it's really important that we know that this is a journey 
And the more work we do, the more programs we clear, the more we sit with ourselves and listen to ourselves and are honest with ourselves, the more we begin to know our soul. So I have lived my entire life on my soul path. And, you know, before I was 30, it was guiding me, but they just had to be really strong because I wouldn't know otherwise. And I've always done something that other people don't do. And that's just kind of the way I'm wired. So to me, because I'm wired that way, I recognize in teaching this for 15 years, I recognize that it might be a little bit more difficult for some people, but I also chose the family that I did so that I wouldn't have, listen, I have my own ancestral baggage for sure, but there are a lot more freer in the sense that like I didn't grow up with um, programming of a major religion that I needed to take on or, um, you know, in some ways, I think they should have disciplined me more, right? But but I chose that. I always tell them now, I'm like, wait, you guys should have done this. But I chose that so that I could be free, so that I can live this life. So, you know, I understand that a lot of times people have different kinds of programming that makes it hard, but we are here to trust ourselves. We are here to trust our journey. And our journey is not ever going to look like how, what society says, right? And when we follow what society says, we end up not following our heart and our path. Right. So I've always gone the way that most people don't think. And I do that because I'm so in tune with my soul. And this is the only way. When I get information, so I moved here to Miami because I was crying in a hotel room, breaking up with someone. I got COVID at the, at the same time. And I'm here and I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to go back to LA. Like I'm done with it. And for about a year and a half, I was figuring out where to move to. And I did not get any information. I was thinking it was Florida because my parents live here. It makes sense. I knew people. But after that breakup, I was like, no, I'm done. And then I'm in the hotel room and I hear spirits say, you still need to move to Miami. And I go, what the F? And I'm like, oh my God, no way. Like I didn't want to, but I did. And what happened is I went home then I got a sublet. I came back, found my place, went back, packed up my stuff and came back. And I did that based on what spirit said. Now I want to share this because I think this is what, what people sometimes they just see the highlight reel and that could look like a highlight reel. But what I want to explain to people is, yes, I've had fun in Miami. Like Miami's fun. I've met amazing people here and it has been one of the hardest journeys. And I've been through a lot. This is someone who has been through, you know, several dark nights of the soul. I went through Lyme disease, went through breath, breast implant illness. You know, I've been, I was sick for five years. So I went through a lot. When I moved here, it was fun in the beginning, I would say a month or two months. And then after that, it brought me to dark, dark places that literally needed to be cleared. And then I went deep into that and then I launched off. So people saw I moved from a small rent controlled place in LA to a beautiful condo on the ocean. And that expansion was massive. It was so massive that it was overwhelming at times because even though I was ready for that, what has happening internally is there was a lot of old junk. So the old Danielle needed to clear. So I know why I was brought to Miami now. It was, I needed to expand in ways. And I tell people, I feel like I became a woman here, mm. finally. Like I stepped into being a woman and I needed that. So it wasn't always roses no. and rainbows here, even though you saw my view when I lived on the ocean and it, it was, was gorgeous was and it was. I mean, it, trust me. I mean, like there's, there's, there's no denying that. Yeah. But in that process, it was basically like I was on an ayahuasca journey for about a year. Mm. Yeah. And it was and all the purging of the old yeah. ways of being. Yeah. Because the old Danielle who lived, I lived in a small rent control apartment for 10 years mm -hmm. while I was growing my business where I had no money. And then I started making money and I lived there and it was like I was energetically hitting the walls and I had to leave 
that Danielle and I had to come here and just shatter everything. And so now I'm in the place of, okay, where do I want to go next? And it really feels like it's coming from my soul. What's bringing me the most joy? Mm. There's so much in your story, yeah. even though it's wildly different than yeah. mine, that also mm. mimics mine. And I think places have energy, yes. right? And and there's an energy of Miami yes. that, for me at least, has been a strong, feminine, healing, yes. maternal energy yes. that has also helped me to mature in my feminine leadership. And yeah. so, you know, maybe we'll talk more about that, but yeah. I just want to say like, yes, I get that yes. on some level yes. and yes. that feeling of expansion. Yes. It's a very expansive environment, yeah. just the views. And I think like yep. people think big here and things are moving fast. Things here. move it's, fast. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I guess you came from LA. People also LA think big is in more LA. more dense though. Yeah. There's a lot of energy, it right? Is. Well, it's and also here? just dense when we Populated. Yes, it is. Yeah. And I feel it on my body every time yeah. I go back. But here it's a little more fluid and the energy moves fast There's and things space. move quickly. There yeah. Is. Okay. So as an astrologer, is astrocartography anything that you ever think about or look at for your own chart, yeah. for your own, like what was going on with the astrocartography yeah. of Miami for you? Yeah. I love that we're talking about this. So I don't specialize in this, but I have looked at it and I do know a thing or two, but what I want to say is a lot of people look at it on astro.com, which is a free one. So that's okay. But what they need to understand is they're missing other lines. Okay. So it's not the full story. So I just want to like preface with that. Thank you for that. Yeah. It's not the full story. And it doesn't mean that, oh, if you go to your Venus line, you're going to find love. That's not exactly what it means. It's not like pl plug and play. No. <laughs> What it does is the, the, if it's so, I mean, I literally would just find my Venus of course, line. Of course. Why there. would you not do exactly. that? Exactly. What it does mean is it's going to take the energy that's here and what what is it doing in your chart so you have to go back to your chart so where is like pluto so i'm on my pluto line my mars line my sun line and my moon line so All there's in Miami. yeah there's a lot of growth for me here pluto, pluto. mars sun and moon yes no. yes wow. yeah and they all kind of converge right it's a lot so that's where the that's where the death was of pluto. That pluto you yeah you get pluto mm-hmm yeah. I'm an armchair astrologer. I love it. I love it. I can tell you. We just, all are. It's just great. enough. Just enough. And that's, and that's really what most people just need to know, you know? It's a, it's a whole rabbit hole. But basically, you look at the planets and you see what it's doing. It's, it's going to amplify what's in your chart. So I have Pluto on my MC and the MC is the career angle. My business just... Oh, mid, wait. The yeah. MC is the career angle. And so I have Pluto. And what does MC stand for? Oh, it's a Latin medium. Oh, I don't know how to pronounce okay. the thing. It's I've just Latin never word. heard of yeah. it. Amazing. Yeah, it's okay. a Latin word. And where is it in your chart? Like uh, it's at the top. So it'll is it kind of like the midheaven. It, what is the midheaven? Okay. Yeah. Got which it. Is the MC. Yeah. So it just depends on what house system you use. But mine's in okay. the 11th house when okay. I use the whole sign. You do the whole sign. I use system. the whole sign. Okay. Yeah. And so Pluto's on my MC and my career completely blew up in the most beautiful when way. When you moved here. Yeah. Yeah. It just everything. It just took me to another level. So, yeah. you know, I, I want to preface going back to. I moved here and it was great for my soul. Did Danielle have the best time? You know, it's questionable, but but I'm so aligned with my soul. So for me and my growth, my evolutionary journey, that's what I needed. OK, but to go back to astrocartography, I'll look at it. You know, I don't I won't not move somewhere because of it. You know, right. in LA, I have no lines running through. I yeah. have nothing, but it worked yeah. for me for a very long time. Well, and that's so. the thing. I have no lines in Miami, but this has been one of the most powerful, that's expansive place. So uh, yeah, I don't, exactly. yeah, totally. And all my lines run through my hometown in Maine where I was living. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So we are right now yeah. at a time 
in our year. There's there's two of these seasons in our year, and we're in one of them. And it's yeah. a season of intensity. And so so it's the eclipse season. Last year during this time, my husband was hit by a car, and oh he's fine. But it was very dramatic, and it was, like, right on the – I think it was the first eclipse of the eclipse season. By the way, I'm just – like, please, don't freak out. Like, eclipse season doesn't mean someone's getting hit by a car. No. Just for the record. Yeah. But, like, that was happening. And then yeah. we had our biggest launch ever, like, a couple weeks mm -hmm. later. It was just really wildly wild expansive, stuff, contractive. Yeah. Like, yeah. And eclipse seasons, for me, do tend to be kind of intense. So mm -hmm. – and, and and if you are listening and you're experiencing intensity in your life, Danielle's going to talk to us about yeah. what's going on right now. Can you talk about the specifics of this eclipse season, but then also eclipse seasons in general? Yes. Thank okay. You. So <laughs> eclipse seasons, they are big, huge game changers for your soul. So let's talk about that. They happen around two times a year. And these... I'm like, where do I start? There's so much to say with this. So eclipses are connected to our soul purpose. They are not connected to what our ego wants necessarily. So what happens around eclipses when they come in, they shake things up. So we start feeling eclipses about a month before. So the eclipses coming up are now October 14th yeah. and October 28th. And so on September 14th, I told my um, Instagram audience that we're in the eclipse window. Now I found this, I didn't read this in a book anywhere. I've seen this over 15 years the energy starts coming in a month before. And what that means is we start, our lives start changing. So eclipses bring in different turn of events for our soul. And it could be beautiful. People get married around eclipses. People have babies. People buy a house. People also get divorced. People also lose jobs. You can move somewhere else. So what's happening is if the eclipse degree is hitting a planet or point in your chart, you will be eclipsed, okay? And that means it's going to affect you personally, okay? Now, how that plays out is different for everyone. And so, you know, the big thing about astrology is it's not about prediction, it's about showing the cycle. So you, you can predict to a degree, like if Uranus is coming around, I could say, okay, things might be unstable for a while, but you have to see where the person is at. So eclipses are so riveting because we emotionally feel them. You know, we feel the full moon. So these are like a full moon on steroids, okay? Okay. And so there's the first one, October 14th is a new moon, solar eclipse, and then we have a full moon solar eclipse after that, and they affect us. So around, especially a week before, this is when people start crying all the time. They either sleep a lot or they can't sleep at all. You know, everyone's different and every time is different. We feel emotions that we've shoved down that you're like, oh, I thought I got rid of that in high school. And then things come up. So I always say around eclipse season, things come up from the abyss and it shows us our junk. It puts a mirror up and it shows us and we feel it and it's a collective energy. So even if let's say the eclipse is not affecting your chart, you're still a human being and you're still an energetic being. And so you're going to feel the energy and you're going to feel everyone else freaking out as well. Now, I don't say freaking out. It's nothing to be scared of, but it is a... It is a big path for our soul. So these are, you know, this, when eclipses happen, they show us what's happening in the sky as above, so below. We are not separate from nature. That's what people need to understand. We are literally nature. And do I have every single answer of how this works? No, but I always, I mean, listen, <laughs> I don't, but I would, um, you know, I've been doing this for 15 years. If I was not correct with certain things, then why would I waste my time? You know, in 2019, just to throw this out there, it was, um, what was the date? Was it, I think it was November. I just posted on my Instagram the other day. November of 2019, 
I came on and I did an Instagram um, story, a couple of stories. And I said, you guys, I just ran the energy for 2020. And I'm like, and I didn't want to scare people, yeah. but I saw stuff and I didn't know how to say stuff. So I was even in the, the video saying, well, so the universe is going to get our attention because I didn't know what to say because I didn't want to scare them, but I knew it wasn't going to be good. And right. I said, we are, and it's saved on, it's pinned to my profile. And I said, we're going to go through a massive evolutionary change. And the universe is going to get our attention no matter how we need to go through because I saw the energy, just to get into that real fast, I saw the energy of World War One, World War Two, 9-11, the HIV AIDS pandemic. And then so you see those cycles all those times. And then that was the same thing that was happening. I think it was January 12th, if I'm correct. The planets were January 12th of 2020. So I believe it was January 12th. It was 12th, like 20. the same astrological yeah. aspects as all of yeah. those historical moments. Yes, yes. And so you see these patterns and I just knew. You can't ignore that. You can't ignore that. So that was basically like a tuning fork and that just struck and then it set out ripples and it happens roughly 34, 35 years. So I think it's like 2053 or something. We're going to have another one. Another so round. Now, now we know. Now it doesn't mean it's going to happen the same because it depends on where our consciousness is at the time, but we know those cycles. So mm -hmm. anyways, just jumped into I that. Love, no, I love those. You know, yeah. I speak about cycles and yeah. seasons all the time. And for me and, and our community, knowing that there are these greater cycles and seasons and that we are part of nature, I find it very relaxing. Yes. And just yes. knowing that there's like yes. a bigger thing going on and I am part of it. I'm yes. not responsible for it, right. but I am responsible for how I respond. That's Beautiful. That was a mic drop right there. And that's what I wish that everyone understood is that we can't control this, right? We make decisions. We shift the fabric of our consciousness, the fabric of humanity together, but we are responsible for our own reactions. And again, you know, I'm not going to get into details, but I'm just going to say we have to be mindful that all the stuff that they pump out it's there to divide us, right? And then we th we think like, okay, we're almighty and we're good, so we're saying one thing over here, but we're actually causing more separation. You know, we have to understand that everyone's gonna have a different opinion and everyone's gonna choose based on their own consciousness and their own path at the time. And we have to be aware and we have to come together because they keep trying to separate us because when they separate us, we are not powerful, we are not in our power, we are not using our heart and we are not using our third eye. And that keeps us dumbed down, right? So this is this is the path that we need to see. we need to see what's going on and rise above that. Yeah, a hundred percent. And it's not only separating us from each other, but it's also separating us from ourselves yes. and our true divine nature. Yes. You know that yes. lie of separation yes. hits in a lot of different layers. Yes. Okay. So good. I'm so glad you said that. Yeah. So back to eclipse season. Yes. <laughs> so about this. Okay. Yeah. So this one in particular, so, so I feel like I get a general sense of what eclipse seasons are, you know, full moon on steroids. It's like, we're mm -hmm. shining a light on all yes. of the shadow, all of the detritus that is still left over. It's a wonderful opportunity to clear, yes. but it may not be comfortable. Yeah. It's definitely not going to be comfortable. So what's happening in this particular one for us collectively, knowing that the eclipse is going to hit each of our charts okay. differently. So this is not exactly, it's not like Danielle's like saying this is going to be true for you, but there's yeah. collective Yeah. Cycles, there's collective, right? you know, it's funny as an astrologer, I, you need to be aware of all the collective stuff. And because there's so much going on, I've been pulling back and back mm. and just going into my own channel. Good for you. Because it's just too much. I love so, that. So that being said, this eclipse is in Libra, the first one. The new moon solar eclipse is in Libra. And then the second one is in Taurus. Now, what's really interesting about that is they're both ruled by Venus. 
And Venus is love, Venus is connection, Venus is art, and Venus is also money. So let's see what happens with the energy of money. You know, money is such a, everything is made up, right? Money is just made up. We, we can charge it with fear or we can charge it with abundance, and that's really what it is. So I'm very curious to see what's going to be going on with already, like our deficit with, you know, we were already broke in the United States, everything. So I'm just curious in general how it's going to happen in the world, what's going to be with the currency. Are we moving towards that one currency? Are we moving towards digital currency? So very curious about that. Uranus is also moving through Taurus where it's been for a while. And Taurus, again, is the banking and money and agriculture. And Uranus is technology and reinventing. So all this stuff with Bitcoin, with crypto, digital currency, it's just, it's not a surprise when you see, and it's just moving fast. So I'm curious to see what's going to yeah. be going on. I do see a trend, you know, here's the thing. If they come out and say we're in a recession, it affects people. Yes. Now, if they come out and say we're not in a recession, it affects people. But I want people to understand that like you can decide for yourself because just like when they said COVID started, COVID's done. I mean, like, do we even know anything anyways? So we need to not rely on what they say and rely on what we do. And that's what's going to shift. So with eclipse season or anything, we don't know what humanity is going to do. We can see patterns and, you know, more people are waking up. But if we decide to go one direction, that's the direction it's going to go. And that's the lesson of humanity. So my point of that is we don't know how it's going to exactly play out because we make decisions yes. as a whole. So we can shift our trajectory. Right now, it's a little rough. I mean, I think a lot of more people, more people are waking up, but, and, and I, w I was talking about this this morning, we're still gonna evolve our consciousness. That's what we're here for. But do we evolve our consciousness with the awareness and with love and with light and with trying to help people and come together? Or do we evolve our consciousness just by default? Right. And just get dragged along this mm. journey. And that's when it becomes more. So going back to eclipse season, whatever happens during eclipse season, you have to let it be. And that might be right a breakup. And that could be also someone coming into your life. What's ever going to happen during eclipse season is aligned with your soul's path, not your ego's path. And that's what I really want people to see. And again, this doesn't mean that we can't decide anything, but there are certain things along the journey that are going to move us into a different pattern and different direction that is based on our soul journey. You know, and that's the dance of between free will and free will and our soul. And do I, again, do I have the exact answer? No, but this is what I've communicated with spirit. This is what I've seen. This is what I've experienced. We have a lot of free will and we have certain things that are destined for us. Like I could not get out of my awakening at 30. That was going to happen. That was the time my soul was ready to come back online. And there will be many more awakenings too. That's just part of the journey. So it's, it's a dance between divine will and free will, really. So when you had your illnesses, oh, yeah. something um, we talked about in the first episode of Plenty with my husband, Mike, was that we have been navigating 
his illness and injuries over the last six years. Just one thing after another. Um, He's doing great now. So good, I good, think good. we're sort of like crawling out of the rubble. Yeah. And um, I know that that's really hard, you know, yes. dealing with chronic illness. Yes. It's also incredibly common. Yeah. So I want to speak to that and hear more about your experience with Lyme, hear more about your experience with, is it called breast implant toxicity or what is it called? Yeah, I had breast implant illness. Il- you breast know. implant illness. I mean, it's all connected. Like how did connected. you know, what were the symptoms? How did you figure out, yeah. you know, just those two things, Lyme, Lyme in particular is, yeah. is becoming more and more pervasive. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to hear about how, what you were experiencing and, and what you did to heal with both yeah. of those things, knowing yeah. that they're kind of, you know, intertwined. It's all intertwined. So, I mean, there's so much to say here. I was- do a whole several weeks on that, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was very sick. Uh, 2017, I got very, very sick. And um, at first I just thought it would go away. I w- went to the doctor, gave me antibiotics. I took it, I'm like, okay, just take an antibiotic and it go away. And then it wasn't, so I would go back. They gave me more antibiotics. And it didn't go away. And then I got another infection. I got like an ear infection. Then my stomach was hurting from that. And then I kept getting sick. It's almost like I kept getting the flu, but it was like the flu times a thousand. Mm -hmm. I couldn't get out of bed. And I'm like, I don't get sick. So at some point I'm like, what is going on? And then I kept, you know, going to the doctor because I, I, and I share this because this is how, this is the program that I was in. You get sick, you go to the doctor, you take a pill and then you get better. I was in that program, right? Even though I still went through my awakening I was in that program because there's layers so and layers and layers and layers yes. of, of awakenings. Right. And and I it is, yes. Like I am so deeply in the mind body connection, you know, illness and connection between our emotions. I also believe in modern medicine. So I think it can be Absolutely. both. But it is fascinating yeah. how we can be like really tapped in and aware in one area of one thing and then not yes. see it in another okay yes. so that's so interesting yeah and thank I, you for yeah, saying I that, wanted out to loud. Bring that yeah. up because I wasn't there at that yeah. point this is why in 2020 when everything went down I was like I got you guys like I'm like don't worry let's go yeah. I was like let's roll because you had been yes, through your own health by 30 at 30 and then my health and then everything I was like I, I just they showed me everything they showed me everything in April of 2020 and I was like, I can't share what I just saw. <laughs> people are knocking mm-hmm. it, right? So I started dripping things out. But anyways, a lot of people didn't want to hear what I had to say, but that's fine. Yeah. Okay, so going back to my health. So yeah, I got very, very sick. And I didn't find out for about a year that it was Lyme. So I kept going back to the doctor. And then at some point I was in bed and I was just crying and I was so sick. And that's when I heard spirit say, you need to stop going there. And I was like, okay. And this is where I was guided. And so... What I know now, so what I know, what I'm going to tell you now is very different than what would have been sharing on the journey. Uh They, throughout the journey, were dripping things like, talk to this person, go here. Spirit was. Yes, go go there, go there. But it was never like, this is how it's going to heal. Because I had to be in it. I had to learn. So there's so many layers to this. Yes, I had Lyme. Lyme comes with um, Epstein-Barr virus. It comes with parasites. It comes with heavy metals. Um, I had full of heavy metals in my body. They were so high. And um, it's, all, it's all connected because it's like, it's like a fish tank. You know, if you have algae in there and you don't yes. clean it out, you're right, it's just like the fish are going to die. So that was what was going on in my body. Now, what I learned from this journey that I contracted this, I decided this, I agreed upon this, 
to understand the mind-body-soul connection. And even as I say that, I get chills in my body because it was so intense. So it's one thing to understand, oh yeah, we're all connected. It's another thing to experience it and to go through it and to live it and then to really drop in. And the other reason why I contracted it is I didn't realize that, you know, I do a lot of channeling and I do connect. And at 30, it opened up and I was very much up here and connecting and I would forget about my body. And right. so it was another thing to drop in and to be here. So I had to learn, oh, wait a minute. I have to be here on earth. I know it might sound weird to some people, but most people are walking around floating outside their body. They're not even here. Yeah. And I was doing the same thing. And so it brought me back in. I mean, when you are sick in bed and you can't move and you are crying and you're crawling to the bathroom and slurring your words because your neurological is messed up from the Lyme, that forces you to look at things and forces you to be here. And then I had to accept my body in different phases, right? So it was just this whole, you know, coming to love with myself a whole other way. So I found that out more towards the end of the journey, that that was contracted, that's what I had to, but they were always moving me along the path, okay? So it was then 2019, wait, 20, yeah. Okay, so in 2019, I'm starting to get a little bit better, but I'm still really sick. I hear spirit tell me that I need to get my implants out. Now, I'm telling you, I was like, absolutely not. Nope. Come, I literally said, come back and tell me when it's final answer. I was like, nope, done. So, and, and you know, I'm very open book because I'm not going to sit here and pretend like, oh, I'm an ascended master and I just, no, I'm human. I Listen, I get a lot of wisdom, yes. Yeah. And I'm also very human yeah. and learning on this journey. At that time, you know, I was very connected to that identity. I had them, I got them when I was 20... Um, three. Mm -hmm. So that was probably, I got, when I got them out, I had them 20 years. Okay. So wow. imagine I didn't know myself without that. I didn't even know what I looked like. Yeah. I, I was 23 years old when I got them. Okay. And so, you know, why I got them? Yes, it was insecurity and all that. I mean, I never did it like, oh, a guy's going to like me. No, but it was like, I did it because I always had a bigger butt, very flat chested. And I just feel like I wanted to balance out. Yeah. But was it insecurity? Absolutely. Was it because I grew up looking at uh, magazines and thinking I had to look a certain way like these models? Absolutely. Did that play a part? A thousand percent. I'm also going to say that I'm all for what anyone wants to do with their body. I, I don't care. Totally. Whatever you want to do, it just, I believe it needs to come from more of the right reasons. Like, you know, like sometimes we have something, you want to fix something and you feel better about yourself, then great. Like I'm not here to tell anyone what to do, nor do I care. You know, I still have friends with implants and do I love them any less? Not at all. Of Would not. I shame them? Not at all. No. And But there's a lot of people that get their implants out and they go around shaming everyone else. And I'm like, absolutely not. Because listen, I wasn't ready before and there's going to be someone watching me that maybe they're not ready now. And then when they're ready, they're going to come back and read my stuff. Right. And also not yeah. everyone is going to have a everyone's, toxicity everyone's issue. Everyone's body is different. I mean, yes. here's the thing. I, you know, at the end of the day, you're putting a foreign object in your body. Sure. So your body and your immune system has to work harder. Okay. So, but everyone has a different system. I know my, I have the MTHFR gene mutation. So do I. You know, I don't detox. Well, you know, my body is extremely sensitive. I do the psychic work, you know it's really hard for my body. Now, I have another friend who hasn't had an issue. She's had the men in and she's, her body's, her body's a lot stronger, right? It's a, just a different body. But at some point you're gonna have to deal with it because it's a foreign object in your body. It is. And, and, and there's, there's no other way around it. Yeah. So anyways, they told me in 2019 and I was like, absolutely not, I'm not ready. Like, I'm like, I'm not even having this conversation. Like, okay. shut it down, not you happening. know? Like, I'm not happening. 
And then they came back. It was around March or April of 2021. And I heard it. We need to get these out. And when they came back, and again, I knew. It was the same reason why I moved to L.A. after Boston when I had my awakening. It was the same reason why I moved to Miami when they told me to. And there's a certain knowing where, listen, I could ignore it, but you're going to pay the consequences. They also showed me that if I kept them in, I was going to develop lymphoma. Mm. And I do have trouble with my lymph nodes. They're very slow. I get a lymphatic massage once a week, and that has been the saving grace, wow, grace for my that's body. That's amazing. Yeah, I have to for Good my for body. You. Yeah. So they showed me that, and so I knew. So then I went to get them out. Now, I want, this is what I want to share. I got them out because Spirit told me to. I was kicking and screaming to the last moment, kicking and screaming. I did not want to get them out. I was so afraid of looking at myself without it. It's not that like, yeah, I mean, I guess there is, I was afraid to, it's been 20 years. What was I going to look totally. like? Was I going to look butchered? You know, um, I, I, was, I was afraid. I, for three months before I got them out, I did deep, deep inner child work. I sat by myself. I cried. I went back. I looked at the little girl that wanted them. You know, I really was just to the point where I'm going to love and accept myself no matter what. So even to the moment when I was on the operating table, I was crying so hard. I was so scared. Like, you know, it's funny because when you go for a plastic surgery, people think, oh, you like wake up and you like look good. And I'm like, wait a minute, I'm going to wake up and I'm not going to like the way I look. So I'm like, how am I okay with this? You know? So I was really, really scared. So I want to share that part because it wasn't, yeah, some people are like, I'm ready to go and do it, but I wasn't like that. I was, and, and what, whether that's vain or whatever you want to call it, I'm just telling you the truth. I was very afraid to look at myself. So even on the operating table, they said to me, you don't have to do this, you know, because they, they were like not forcing me. And I was like, no, I have to. So I literally, the, the doctor I went to, I went to Dr. Fang in Ohio because she's a specialist for this. She was amazing. I can't recommend her enough. Okay, great. She just gets Eastern and Western medicine and blends it and just really was compassionate. And I went to some doctors in Beverly Hills and met with them and they were just so aggressive. And this was such a personal sensitive thing. And I'm like, I cannot have their energy when I'm crying and there's just no way. And she was so gentle and so loving and so caring. And that's so I went to her. Well, we're gonna, we'll follow up. Yeah. We'll put her info yes. in the show notes yep. just in case somebody listening is Yeah, I can't recommend her enough. Yeah. And so they said to me, you know, you don't have to do this. And I said, no, I, I need to. And I had crystals. I brought in crystals into the operating room because she has her own center. And I literally woke up with them. They put them back in my hands too. It was, it was sweet. So this is also what I want to say is that I got it out because they told me to and I listened. I actually didn't really think it was going to do much, to be honest. Really? Yeah, I didn't. Oh, so this is where people are like, oh, it's all in your head. You, you, you know, you thought you get out. I'm like, no, actually, I was pissed. Yeah. Uh, it was my ego. Was, yeah. I was pissed. I didn't want to get them out. But as soon as I woke up, I, so here's the thing. I prepared myself for three months that I was probably going to be crying when I woke up mm -hmm. and I was probably going to be sad. And so I prepared myself, okay, so how am I going to handle that? And what am I going to do? And my, my parents were supposed to take care of me. And the last minute, my dad got a blood clot couldn't travel. My, one of my dearest friends flew out. And so she was there with me. So we had talked, I prepared her that like, I might be going through a journey afterwards. And she was like, fine, no matter what, you know, we're gonna be okay. And the minute I woke up from anesthesia, I heard spirit say, thank God those are out. And they basically drop, oh, I have chills. And they dropped me in my body in a way that I haven't been connected to in a while. And I started crying. So the nurse came in 
she's like, are you okay? Are you in pain? I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't understand what just happened. And I'm like, oh, like, hi, I'm the drink. And I'm all telling her. Then I started giving her a psychic reading. And then she was like, wait, tell me more. And I'm like telling her about her life. And I was like so high. And I'm like, this is what Spirit just told me. They just dropped me in. And I'm like, you're doing this. And I'm like, you have to stop doing that. And she was, they were open to that stuff. So it was fine. Right. You're an amazing patient. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, okay, and this is what happened. So anyway, so I felt so good after that, that I wasn't crying. And it was great. And I felt so good right after that. I felt amazing. And what happened is about three months after that, I started looking like a completely different person because I had so much inflammation yeah. that it was, I literally couldn't even look in the mirror. I looked pregnant. My face was so swollen. I still deal with some puffiness with the lymphatic, which I'm working through. Uh -huh. Because you're still, I'm still detoxing a lot yeah, of stuff from it. I, it's a it journey. Said it is a journey. Yeah, it's a journey. But I, it completely changed my life. Like I have before and after pictures on my Instagram. And I've I'm like, seen them. It's yeah, it's, it's literally night and day. And I, and I literally was like, it's not going to do anything. Because I was like, I don't want to get them out, you know? Yeah. So this is where I tell people it wasn't just wishful thinking. It wasn't just like jumping on a bandwagon of this. You have, you know, it's... There's so much we could get into it. And, you know, listen, if somebody is interested in getting them out, I have a lot of information on my Instagram. Right. But, you know, you do it when you're ready. Yeah. And, and you'll know when you're ready. Yeah. Thank you for your, you know, I don't know, you might just feel called, but like the courage that I think it might take to just share about that publicly, because I, I know that it has helped thousands of yeah. people with their own. Yeah. And, and again, it's not to say that one way is better than the right. other, but right. the information does need to be out there. Yes. And from an informed consent perspective, yes. we just need to really do our own research. And yeah. so include this in your research as you're thinking about, you know, yeah. all of that. Okay, wonderful. Can I just add one more thing Please. that I think people need to know is that the implants now come with a black box warning on them that they do cause cancer. And they did that because there were so many lawsuits. And there's on, on Facebook, there's a, I believe it's called the Breast Implant Illness, like Facebook group. Okay. And there are hundreds of thousands of women on there. And so it's a good place to also go to. I have it linked on my Instagram too, where people are just sharing, like, this is their experience. This is what they've had. And you see the before and afters of other people too. And it's liberating, you know? So and when I was 23, and I, I did ask them, I said, but it was a different consciousness then, right? I wasn't aware of anything that I was aware of now. And so I did ask, I'm like, oh, are these safe? And they go, oh, yeah, you just might not be able to breastfeed, and you might lose sensation. And listen, at 23, do you think I cared about breastfeeding? I was like, get me to Vegas, dancing on a table. Now I'm like, oh, my God, I think breastfeeding is the most beautiful thing. But at 23, I didn't give a shit. Like, I didn't care. I was like, fine, I want breastfeed. Okay, next. You didn't <laughs> Moving say, on. Nobody at 23, <laughs> like, that's not what I was wondering, like, I caring about. we are where we are. Exactly. And that's we are why there. I share that. That's it's why so I share important. that. It's so important. Thank you so much. I love yeah. this. Okay. So as we kind of, like, bring it on home here, yes. the show is plenty. <laughs> And you yeah. spoke to some of your own journey around expansion and moving from that, you know, small rent-controlled apartment mm -hmm. in L.A. that you had lived in for a decade yeah. to this glorious yeah. place I in Miami. It. I, I mean, that place it. is super luxury. And then yeah. you just bought a really the most yeah. gorgeous house. I mean, I haven't seen it in person, but on online. Thank you. And so I'm and, and I know that you, you know, you've grown a successful business over the last 15 years. You did share with me before we started yep. recording that you have grown it listening to spirit you've yep. never had a business coach until this year until this year, this year. i mean that's incredible yes. to yes. decide at, at in 15 years yep. and like okay now i'll take yeah. outside input yeah so but <laughs> i want to know just you know what 
as you were coming through and feeling like you were up against the walls, like bumping up against the walls in your apartment and that feeling of like maybe not being able to expand, what did need to die in you in terms of your relationship with money in order to that maybe, you know, you didn't deal with until you were in Miami in that big, beautiful place, right? These things are nonlinear. Right. We think like, oh, I have to do all that work and then I'll end up in the big, beautiful place. Sometimes you end up in the big, beautiful place and then then it feels awful. Like there's a lot. It's all happening. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Excuse me. But yeah, tell me more about your relationship with money and what needed to be transmuted in order for you to continue to expand your business in the way that you have since you've been in Miami. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot with money. You know, I think that if I look back to how I was in LA in that rent control apartment, you know, I moved in there when I was starting my business. I didn't make money for years and it was struggle bus. Like, you know, at one point I had $7 in my bank account at the gas station and I just cried. And that's when I'm like, I either like spirit, like we, we, I need some help or like I'm done. I'm going back and I'm like, I'm, I'm going to be an accountant. Like I just need a regular job. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, I can't do this stuff anymore. So I grew from that. And I think one of the first big things is sometimes we have to actually change our physical environment. Yeah. We really do. I also healed a lot more when I, my physical body healed even more when I moved. But going back to money, you know, I think it was, I kept myself small. You know, I, and this is just an example. And listen, purses, cars, anything material, none of it defines you. But at the same time, I really saw a pattern here. I didn't own one designer purse when I lived there and not because I didn't want to, but because I didn't even think that it was a possibility. So when I think about what changed with money, it was the possibility that this is actually within reach, right? And so I remember then moving and getting my first designer purse and I'm like, oh yeah, like I can buy one. And I was like, oh, I didn't know because I was such stuck in the mindset of the girl that had no money building the business. So we often stay in the old patterns when we've actually changed and grew out of that. And what really hit me when I needed to move at the end is I was already making, you know, I'm just sharing this so people know, you know, I was making over a million and I'm walking down the stairs looking for quarters to put in the machine downstairs. And I'm like, I am making over a million dollars and I'm still looking for quarters to go walk downstairs in the laundry machine. And I'm like, why don't I just have one in my house? You know, and, and that's when it really hit me is because no matter where you're at, if we don't consciously shift energetically and sometimes physically, we stay in the same pattern. So I was staying in the same pattern of, of it's not possible for me. And like all that stuff was just over there and I was over here. So when I moved, got this beautiful condo on the ocean, everything expanded and I was like, oh, wait, I can do these things. And it's actually not outside of me. It's always been there, but I created a story that that was over there and I was over here. Yeah. And I, and I see this because I've been doing this now for a while and I see this is the people that keep themselves in lack and keep themselves um, struggle with money is they put it out there. They, that it's over there. It's for those people. It's for them. It's not for me. I couldn't We're do this. We're back to the lie of separation. Yes. And that's what I did too. And that's why I see it. And that's why I bring that up. I talk about it a lot because it's always like over there. So once we just see that it's actually just a frequency, everything changes. Mm. 
what I love about your story is with the laundry and the coins yeah. is it is the perfect example that we can actually have one financial reality yes. in our bank account, yes. but in our lived yes. experience, we could be not experiencing prosperity. And yes, yes. we could, you could also have been someone who was making far less than that, experiencing tremendous yes. prosperity. Yes. Because yes. it's not about yes. the amount of money, it's about yes. our relationships yes. with the money. Yes. And that is such a beautiful example of that. Yes. Okay. My final question is this. Yes. If you could go back and tell Danielle at 23, maybe, about to get her breast yes. implants <laughs> or whenever, you know, in those early yeah. years, some advice about money, a piece of wisdom that you would want to pass along to your earlier self in those formative years, what would you want to share with her? So much. Oh, my God. I mean, I think the one of the most important things is what we just talked about that it's not outside. It's not for someone else. It's actually, well, I just posted this yesterday, last night. Okay. Abundance is our birthright. Everything else is a lie. And everything else is a program and everything else is a story. So, you know, I grew up, we were always well, like fine, not rich, not poor. It was just like, okay. But my mother's mindset, which I've had to do a lot of work around that because they grew up very poor was that we were always gonna be in like the, the poor house. Do you know, like we were just one thing away from just like losing it all. So we have to be aware of where are our beliefs coming from? Is it actually the truth of the situation, which never actually is the truth of the situation, it's only our perspective, you know? Yes. That's a whole other rabbit hole. But, or is that being passed down? So I had to work a lot on cutting that off. And even to this day, you know, I still have boundaries with my mom and I'm like, okay, we're not gonna talk about money because I don't, you know, she still has the beliefs until she works on it. You know, I don't want to talk to her about that. And she gets it now. So, I mean, there's a lot. The separation, I would say, and also where are the beliefs and the programs coming from? Are they yours or are they family? So important. Thank you so much, Danielle. Thank you. You are very generous of spirit and Aww. wise. I appreciate you. you so much. Thank you for being here. If folks want to connect more with you and find out more about your work and working with you, where should they go? They can go to my Instagram at I am Danielle Page and my website is daniellepage.com. Thank you so much for having me. Amazing questions. Oh, so much I'm fun. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Thanks for being Thank here. You. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Plenty with Danielle Page. Isn't she fascinating? I personally am feeling much more equipped to navigate this eclipse season and just really thinking about ways in which we can approach our soul's journey and our health with more surrender and more connection to our true nature and to spirit. So I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Of course, if you liked this episode, please share it with a friend, screenshot it, tag us on social. Please go ahead and rate and review the podcast, subscribe. Thank you for being here, and I will see you for the next episode of Plenty very soon. What if making and managing money felt way easier? I'm teaching a free three-part workshop called Flow, where I'm going to invite you to step into the stream of abundance that's available for you 24-7. You're going to learn how to release your money, fear, and anxiety and replace it with calm, joy, and prosperity. Over the three days, we are going to go over the cycle of money creation, 
the relaxed money activation process where you'll bring together all of the tools with the 3D and the 5D, so the energetic and the practical to create a healthier relationship with money. And then on day three, I'm going to reveal the 14 pillars of relaxed money. Claim your spot in the abundance event of the year by going to katenorthrop.com forward slash flow to reserve your spot in the free flow workshop.